Okay. All of us have an accidental time capsule. All of us have an accidental time capsule lurking in our home. It is the kitchen junk drawer. (laughs) We all have the kitchen junk drawer. And once a year, usually, one brave soul, the cleaner in the house, will venture into the kitchen junk drawer to try to organize the scratchy sunglasses, the soy sauce packet that you're saving, even though every time you get Chinese food, you get seven more. (laughs) There's always two loose Crayola markers, one with the lid off, a Band-Aid somewhere down in the bottom, your last cell phone that you don't use anymore, not sure what to do with it, and enough random post-it notes to make it through any doomsday scenario. Well, when you clean your kitchen junk drawer, the job is not done until you've done just a couple things. First, you must make some signs and some notes for the rest of the family to educate them on how we're now going to use this new drawer that's newly cleaned. Uh, Maybe remind them that it's not a junk drawer. Remind them that they can take stuff into their own room and put things there, Uh, that we don't need to save uh, every broken pen that we've ever had in the house. Um, The second thing is is you're going to go and find a spouse uh, or someone else in your home, and you're going to give them gentle reminders about how we're using this new cabinet, uh, maybe a few sarcastic remarks, maybe you, your way is passive-aggressive, uh, but somehow or another, you're going to let them know that it's now clean and that you've done it, <laughs> and how we're going to move going forward. But it turns out that no amount of signs or rules or sarcastic remarks can keep the junk drawer from being the junk drawer. And it's not too many weeks, not too many months away that you realize as you pull that drawer that was cleaned not that long ago and it is reverted right back to being the family kitchen junk drawer. That drawer that we're afraid to open when we're having parties at our house. It might reveal to people who we really are family members are in there. We just keep that drawer closed. Friends, the junk drawer will always be messy. Matthew 6 that Ken read for us a moment ago. Matthew 6, we get a, a long list of different things that we should do and things that we should work on in areas in our life to encourage our faith. Don't practice showy religion. Don't, if you give to the poor, do so in secret so that, that others don't know. Don't make a big deal about it when you fast or when you give up or when you're doing something for your faith. Don't, don't make a big deal about that. And don't collect treasures on earth. The list has been made. The encouragement has been very clear. We read that, we know exactly what Jesus is telling to us. But then every time we open up the drawer of our life, we see again that that drawer is messy. 
because we continue to look for affirmations from others and not from God. And we continue to store up treasures for ourselves and to protect them. And we have so many treasures and so many toys that we don't have enough time to use them all or to take care of them all. Or we have to go get a storage unit to put our toys because we don't have room in our own home for the toys that we have. And we thought that the teachings were clear. We thought that it was something that we could follow. But again, we're pulling out that drawer of our life and we're looking in. It got messy again. Just like it did the year before and just like it did the year before that. And you know, it kind of makes me wonder about our spiritual ancestors, how they got anywhere near following the 613 laws that we find in the Torah. Law after law, we break it, and then we break it, and we pull out the drawer, and we see again that it's messy. And I, I, we wonder, maybe, maybe perfect adherence to the laws and the rules Maybe that wasn't the goal in the first place. We've had so many signs. We've, we, we have so many encouragements. We have so many askings, things that Jesus are really clear. Jesus is really clear about. We've, we've gone to church faithfully. We've said our prayers. We've eaten our vitamins. A couple of y'all get that for me. And we get back to this time of year. Here we are on Ash Wednesday, and our junk drawer is messy again. I guess that's what Ash Wednesday is about. Ash Wednesday is coming to this point in the rhythm of our life where we realize we tried really hard. We told people in the family how to do it. We even made signs, and, and we told them, don't put things in here, but this, but this drawer of our life got messy again. And it turns out, after all, we're human. After all, we're, we're human and, and we're in need. And we've arrived again at this point needing the ashes of forgiveness because we didn't keep that drawer clean another year. Now this realization of our dirty drawer the dirty drawer of our spiritual life. Uh, we have two responses. We have two responses. One response we first see in Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, they realize that they've done something wrong. Let's see how they respond. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful and delicious. The delicious food that was on the tree would provide wisdom. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it she also gave it to her husband who was with her and he ate it they both clearly saw and they knew that they were naked so they sewed fig leaves together and they made garments for themselves during that day's cool evening breeze they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden and the man and his wife hid themselves they hid themselves from the Lord God in the middle of the garden's trees. The Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man replied, 
I heard your sound in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. God said, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? So this first response, response of Adam and Eve are of shame and of fear and of disappointment, of modesty, of showing themselves to God and running and hiding. Notice that God says, who told you that you were naked? That modesty and that shame wasn't coming from God. It was coming from somewhere else. Now that was one option for how we deal with realizing that our spiritual drawers are messy again. But the second option, the second option is good. The second option is good news. The good news is that we have another option from fear and from shame and from modesty and from hiding and from running. We are human and we are in need, but Jesus came to save us. Jesus came to save us. Paul in 1 Corinthians uh, speaks to Adam and speaks to Jesus. Listen to some of these words. These are varied scriptures from 1 Corinthians 15. So it is also written, the first human, Adam, became a living person, and the last Adam became a spirit that gives. The first human was from the earth, made from dust. The second human was from heaven. This is what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. Flesh and blood can't inherit God's kingdom. Something that rots can't inherit something that doesn't decay. But thanks be to God, who gives us this victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The first Adam, first human, Adam and Eve, the second human, the Messiah. The opposite of running and hiding and being full of fear is instead turning and facing the grace of Jesus Christ, of facing the love, of having your eyes fixed on God with no modesty, standing unashamed in front of your Lord. So maybe that's what we get to decide on Ash Wednesday as we think of our sin, we think of our separation from God, we see again that the drawer is messy. And we tried our best. Do we come forward for the ashes of forgiveness out of shame? Or is there a sense where we stand to face grace and face what God has for us? Now, there's something, friends, that I would never do. I'm going to share it with you. Um, I was listening to a podcast about uh, Lent and Ash Wednesday, and there was a, a, a pastor, and she shared that many years ago in her Ash Wednesday service, she began to put a little bit of glitter in the ashes. And that's why you know I would never be caught doing that. <laughs> glitter is not allowed at FEMC Colleen. They break that rule sometimes. It's okay. But she puts glitter in the ash. 
Because ashes is mortality. Ashes reminds us of that we're from the dust. But somewhere mixed in there is, is a little bit of joy. Maybe a little bit of glitter. A little bit of something when we realize the grace and the love that God has for us. That every year our drawer is messy. And every year God meets us here to prepare us for Easter. So we're going to open the drawer again. We're going to see our messy places again. We're going to see some places that could be rearranged. We're going to see some things that we thought were valuable, but we didn't use them all year long. And we're going to make a decision. Are we going to hide in shame from who we are? Or instead, do we stand in grace? Even with our messy drawers. Thanks be to God.